Welcome to the Shift Spotlight Podcast. I'm Winter, your host and co-founder of the Shift Spot. We are a CEO coaching and peer advisory community of fellow business owners who are passionate about making radical shifts in their businesses and their lives. We are business transformational experts that help business owners and CEOs shift from working in the business to working on the business. My partner, Ken Paskins, and I have a combined 55 years of experience as an accomplished CEO, COO, executive coach, skill sets in sales and marketing, public relations, and peak performance for successful CEOs looking to scale their business with ease. We say here at the Shift Spot, shift happens, we can help. And we believe our support will help you design your business to give you the freedom and balance you deserve. Also, the Shift Spotlight is always looking for podcast guests. So go to theshiftspot.com and click on podcasts. We'd love to have you. Hey, everyone, it's Winter here with the Shift Spotlight. And today we have Natalie Guzman, who is the co-founder of Nadora. Welcome, Natalie. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you? Good. So at a high level, tell our listeners what it is that you do. Yeah. So I actually have two businesses. I have a virtual assistant agency and then I have Nadora, which is an all-in-one uh, system for entrepreneurs to create landing pages, um, email campaigns, text campaigns, unlimited calendars, automations. So you don't have to have so many softwares at once. Gotcha. Okay. So which one, uh, which one of your businesses are you working on more um, at this time? Yeah, so I built the NG Virtual Assistant to a automated business, and basically my whole team takes care of all that. It's a really successful business I've had since 2015. And so now Nadora is rather new, launched in January. And so that is my current focus right now. Gotcha. So um, on the virtual assistant side, are those employees? Are they 1099 contractors? How would you have it structured? Both. So my base team is what I like to call them. My project managers are um, my W-2 employees. And then my contractors are uh, kind of the support staff. So the virtual assistant agency works a little different. Um, Instead of being matched with a virtual assistant, instead you're matched with a project manager who then assigns the tasks and creates the strategies and processes, SOPs, and hands it off to the team to complete. Yeah, that's a, a much easier way to do it, I think, than actually working with the virtual assistant directly. So who is your optimal target client? Yeah, so most of our clients are six-figure entrepreneurs trying to reach that seven figures, although we do have seven-figure clients as well. Um, but one of our specialties is really creating those processes and strategies for our clients that most entrepreneurs that haven't hit seven figures, they usually struggle with that the most. So would they be more like solopreneurs or are they, you know, on their way to being true running corporate companies? Yeah, so um, it's a mix of both, but usually they're service-based entrepreneurs. We have everything from doctors, uh, tree industry, we have cleaning companies, um, we even have business coaches. So we have the solopreneur and then we have the big, um, even like big electrician company and things like that. So it kind of, it really ranges because at the core, we businesses have kind of the same structure. And so that's what we kind of build and create. So it's kind of universal. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, You know, we work with a lot of those same. So we are a CEO coaching and peer advisory community. So we put together a bunch of CEOs, have your peers help you with some 
problems along the way, things that you deal with as a business owner that only business owners understand because, you know, sometimes it can be lonely at the top. But then we also bring in experts in the top areas where we see businesses struggle. And we work a lot with similar industries, lawn care, electricians, HVAC. Um, attorneys, and we call those the chaos industries, um, not not directly to their face, but those are businesses that tend to bring in a lot of cash. Um, they're highly successful businesses, but it started out as some sort of, you know, being good at something. You know, I, I, I cut lawns as a kid and started making a name for myself and everybody started talking about me. And next thing you know, they're, 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 they've got staff and they're doing billings and they're um, doing the marketing and they were never really given, they, they, they figured it all out on the job and they were never coached or had the right leadership training. So here they've got all the staff, but they don't know what to do with it. And here they need to bill, but they don't, you know, have experience with how to run QBO. And so um, would you say that you see when you first get started with some of those companies, do you see like a huge kind of like fire that you initially go into? Oh, hundred percent. I think my biggest one right now is a cleaning company that everything was in the CEO's head. Mm. So gate codes, addresses, phone numbers all over the place. Um, They're doing amazing financially, but everything is out all over the place. They don't have a system. They don't have a process. They have, they have a CRM system. So we actually got them um, hooked up into Nadora to get all their stuff automated and to actually create their CRM and all that. And we're seeing like a huge shift, not only in their money or their financial aspect, but in their stress. Cause they mm-hmm. were, they, they, when you have that much in your brain, you yeah. are going to be a hot mess. And so yeah. Now they're finally starting to calm down and see how the process works. Yeah. And and that's the interesting word shift, right? Because like, that's what we're all about is we're trying to get these CEOs to shift from working in the business to working on the business. And in order to do that, you've got to get them out of their own head and you got to get their brain, you know, implemented everywhere else. So, um, so you work with a lot of CEOs, you get that mindset, you get that mentality. What's What's been the most um, like like if you could give advice to a CEO um, to help you help them <laughs> and just be as blunt as possible, because our our listeners are CEOs, they want to learn. They know they don't know it all. Right. Be as blunt as possible. Like what would be the number one tip you would give uh, a business owner or CEO? You need to work on delegation. I think yeah. that's the biggest thing is every home oh man, I was just in a group of a bunch of millionaires and um, I was trying to see if I would fit, fit for their mastermind group. And every mm-hmm. single, the first thing I hear when they find out I have a VA agency, they're all like, oh man, every single one of us needs a virtual assistant. I was like, do you guys have a team? And a lot of them were even doing this stuff on their own or using like their sister or their wife or whatnot. Um, to kind of help manage things, but their business was actually larger than what their team could handle. Um, right. So that's when we start seeing quality control issues. Um, we start making mistakes. We start getting overwhelmed. Our personal lives start falling apart. It's literally like a Jenga tower that just keeps crumbling. If right. you don't have these system processes um, and the knowledge and being able to trust someone to delegate. I think another thing with delegation is SOPs. So having your standard operating procedure that says how you do stuff in your business, because if you don't have that and you get a VA, you're not going, you're going to have issues. You're not going to be able, because that's your communication on paper or in a video format. 
I don't care how it's done. It just has to be done. So that way your staff can actually handle the work that needs to be completed. Right, right. When I first um, got my virtual assistant, I literally would just record what I would do all day. And then when they started, I was like, your job is going to be to put together the process and procedures manual. And you're going to take everything that I've been doing and you're going to put it in a way that is trainable to anyone else that becomes hired at this company. And um, and so like, I, I think that too, a lot of Owners just, if they just recorded what they did on a daily basis and then handed that off to somebody else and then cleaned it up at the end, right? It would make their life so much easier. Yeah. And some of my SOPs are video trainings. I right. just, it's a video that I did that just shows every single step. Sometimes I haven't even put that into a document, but I love how you said that you delegated that part. So they would actually create the written version as well. That's very, very smart. And I told her, I was like, look, the training's going to suck. Okay. My training is going to suck because I'm really busy right now. But Here's the good news is that it's going to be where you get it up and running and you figure it out as soon as possible so that I don't have to. Right. So um, you're you're going to you're going to learn fast. And and I'm a huge fan of like when you're first bringing on staff or, you know, if it's a contractor that you've hired, I, I'm a big fan of of letting them screw up right away and letting them screw up and learn from that as opposed to trying to control every bit of it, because look. You're going to mess up once and, and they will remember it and they will not mess up again. But when you're trying to control the employee or the you know contractor that you've hired to take it off your hand, that's just putting more work on your plate. Yeah. And it's actually, it's something really interesting that you said is like, you know, with when we make mistakes, right? We, when we're making mistakes in our business, we also know we're the ones that have to fix it. And we we barely notice that we made the mistake because then we're, we're, we just go on to the next part. Oh, we fixed that mistake and we take care of it. Well, I feel like we don't notice when we make those mistakes. And, but when we, when our staff make them, we notice we're like, right. they messed up. We have to take it the same way that we do ourselves. It's like, it's okay. They can fix it. We can give them a little knowledge on how to fix it, um, but also not taking it from them. Be like, I'm never giving that to them again. No, let them fix it and they will learn. Um, yeah. I think I've only ever had to be hard on a VA once. And it was just because it was a continuous mistake. And I wasn't even really, really mad, but I was just like, we can't do that. We gave you a written form. We gave you a video form. We can't make this mistake again. And she had never made a mistake since. And right. it's just, we can be respectful about it and understanding. And then just making sure that we have, you know, I could, I could say that to her because I had the written, and I had the video. If right. I didn't have that, that kind of falls on me. If I didn't right. communicate. And I think a lot of times we don't take that self-responsibility. That could be our mistake. And that's why every VA we hire is screwing up. It's because we're not communicating. Right. And and something you said is not taking it back. I can't tell you how many times I see owners uh, give something. And then next thing you know, they're boop, taking it back. And the other day, our VA uh, deleted our entire shift spot database and in, in our, our CRM. And uh, I was like, well, you deleted it all. Get with the help desk and figure out how to get it back. And I mean, it took everything for me. Like I started looking around in the seat and then I was like, wait, hold on. I'm not going to do this because it will not train her to learn how to make the mistake. 
She had to get with the health. So, so, and she was freaking out. And I even said to her, I can feel you stressing out over there. Mm-hmm. I know that you're going to figure this out. And I have the full faith that you'll restore this database. And she did. And that's another thing I think that business owners need to do is just take a minute and give people the benefit of the doubt. Yes, mm-hmm. nobody's going to do it as better than you. At least that's what you think in your own mind. But if they're scared shitless and, you know, they're, 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 they don't know that they're going to be able to, you know, fix this or they you don't have the confidence in them, then they're going to make even more mistakes, right? So like me just saying to her, I can feel stressing out and I know it's going to be okay. She got it handled and she got it done. So it's really don't take it back. Oh yeah. And it's so hard to do, right? And we're like, because we want to be, I think entrepreneurs, all of us are pretty much control freaks in some form or another. And so we want to, that's us taking control. But there's a beautiful thing when we just, I always tell my staff, I'm going to let you swim. There's certain parts where I literally will just like, I will get on meeting with them. Maybe it's like a discovery call and then I'll just let them handle it. And I'll be back there being that silent support. And I have made amazing employees grow because of that. Actually, my director of operations started out as a marketing assistant. And I think I put her in so many scenarios where she had to swim or sink. And she got through it. She learned and it motivated her. Because at the end, she's like, man, I did that. I, I completed this. I did this. It's like when you get your license, right? At least for me, I I taught myself to drive. I didn't have anyone to teach me. And so when I got my license, I was like, I did that. I'm the best. I'm so good at this. And I was so proud of myself. And I want my team to feel like that so much all the time because it's going to make them their work so much better. It's going to make our client interactions so much better. And that's just the positive environment you want in a company. Right, right. Um, Okay, so let's shift, shift gears a little bit. So you were a former foster child, right? I was, yeah. So you probably taught yourself a lot and um, you became a CEO and I'm sure you taught yourself a lot on the job. So so what's been the most difficult part of your CEO journey? I think um, in the beginning was delegation for sure, which is why I mentioned it earlier. And I think I became a brand new mom and a CEO at the same exact time. Um, and so as a mom, you know, I want to do everything myself as a business owner. I want to do everything myself. And I had to learn that my business and, you know, even my child is so much more than just me. And yeah. it's, you know, it's all the people that, that put into it, put the time, the energy that are passionate about it, that care about it, whether that's my child or my business, that's what's going to make them grow into beautiful things. And Mm -hmm. um, so that was something I definitely really, really struggled with. And now I think I'm struggling with time versus money. So sometimes I am putting too much on my plate and just really trying. I just recently took Tuesdays off um, and I'm very excited about that. Um, Not only do I get the weekends now, I get Tuesday too. And just having that time. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So just to really put my focus, that's like, you know, when I focus on my family or my stepfather just got diagnosed with dementia. So now I can go and see him and spend time with him. Um, And that has been just a huge blessing for me and just realization that, you know, I'm a CEO, I can shift things around and I can make the rules and I don't have to work nine to five or, you know, these long, crazy hours, every entrepreneur, entrepreneur in some of the groups I'm in, they say, 
oh yeah, the entrepreneur life, we work 24 seven. Well, that's not why I became an entrepreneur. Um, And so I'm building that life where I don't have to work those crazy hours. Right. You know, um, at the shift spot, we, we basically, we focus on the five areas where businesses tend to suffer, right? Human capital, leadership, process and systems, finances, et cetera, marketing. But then there's the the sixth aspect, and that is the mind, body, and soul. Because as CEOs, so often, um, you don't take care of yourself. And I know when I was first starting my company back in the day, I, I ran myself ragged to the point of sickness, where I literally taxed my body to the point of exhaustion. And I've heard way worse stories than the ones that I've gone through. Because often, when you're running a company, the person forgets to take care of the biggest asset that that company has, which is them. So part of what we do at the shift spot is also reminding people that those relationships matter. Your wife and your husband matters. Your kids matter. You you never see anybody on their deathbed or going through dementia saying, I I wish I would have worked more. So we really try to get people to slow down and remember that the reason you got into this was to have some of those freedoms and to have some of that balance. And I think it really does get lost quite a bit. Yeah, hundred percent. And, you know, the end of the day, why are we working? We're working to take care of our families and to support our loved ones and be there for them, maybe take really cool vacations or spend more time with them. And so that's what it comes down to. And I think we forget that in the day-to-day operations of the business. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you were on the, on a mastermind. I'm just curious. Um, what, what, what was the annual cost? Like 25 grand. I always hear masterminds and like 25 grand seems to be the the number that people use. <laughs> yeah. So this one I think was 800 a month. Mm-hmm. Um, they range though. So you can even find like, there's a local um, women's networking group, just a little mm-hmm. different than a mastermind. And that one is only like, $20 a month. And I could go out and have like, they do events. Like I can go out and have dinner or I can do drinks or whatnot. Um, so that one probably definitely get joy because it's a low cost. Um, right. and then the other ones I've been testing out. Yeah. That one was about 900 a month. And then they range though. I actually have worked for a lot of masterminds. So some have been up to 10,000 minimum a year. Um, mm-hmm. and then other ones, it just really depends one, the net worth of the people that are in the mastermind, uh, and how often are they meeting what's included with it? Some people do, um, annual like retreat retreats or events are included in that price. So there's a lot of different factors that go into mastermind costs. Yeah. 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 I was just curious. So what would you say are, um, the three things that are impacting your business right now or your company right now? Negatively or positively? Either one. Okay, cool. Um, right now I feel like referrals have been huge right now. Um, and so we've had a lot of referrals that have been just creating this huge, um, growth in our business, but I think we're getting the referrals because I actually started something that was really simple. It was a simple automation, but I call it my CEO check-in and quarterly, I have an automation that goes out that checks up in with my clients, even though I'm not working with them because I don't work um, in my business anymore. I work on my business, but right. it allows me to check in with them. And then um, their response, our project, um, I have like my director of operations can see the response. So if she needs to answer anything, 
you know, as me or let me know what's going on, um, we can. And so it's just a really great way. I feel like that's helped with creating a community within our business. Mm -hmm. Um, number two, um, I think the prices, um, you know, there's been a huge, um, price rate, um, uh, markup on pretty much everything, gas, food, um, anything and everything. We have seen an effect in that, but it's been really interesting because we do work with six figure entrepreneurs are trying to hit that are usually like mid to high six figures. And Mm -hmm. so it's not necessarily affecting them as much, but they are getting choosier with what type of services they use because we have a, like an hourly price that um, is the same no matter what. So if you're doing, if you need graphic design, if you need automations, if you need website design, it's the same mm-hmm. hourly price, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we are seeing that they're getting more choosy with what services they're using to try to help with costs. So that's been really um, interesting. And the third is a huge spike in um, Nadora. Actually, we got, um, we weren't even in the red for a week. So we mm-hmm. basically made the cost of what it is to have that business within a week. And because entrepreneurs were needing a software that connected. Um, so they didn't, you know, most entrepreneurs have MailChimp here, they'll have Stripe here, they'll have Zoom, they'll have Calendly and like all these different um, softwares, whereas Nora, Nadora can kind of do everything in one. And um, we have seen a really big need for that. And so that has really helped. Do you, did you um, like create that from the ground up? So Just it's, a, based white, on, like, it's a white label. And then mm-hmm. we had a website developer basically add a whole bunch of things to it. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Do you remember Infusionsoft back in the mm-hmm. day? Yeah. And like, I called it confusion soft, um, because it, you literally needed like 17 different plugins to get everything to work together. And yeah, it, it definitely technology has made things a lot easier over, yeah. over the time. So that's really cool that you've, you kind of learned the needs of what your owners and clients need to function uh, yeah. more efficiently. And then we're able to like offer a service to them for that. Yeah, and it's been amazing, especially for my business, because that is not only um, monthly recurring income, it's passive as well. So um, it's been a huge boost for our business. Do you think being a foster child helped fuel your drive of where you are today? And if so, how so? Yeah, I think um, it kind of helped and it kind of hindered. So as a foster kid, I kind of became a people pleaser. Um, that's something I had to recover from. I'm a former people pleaser now, um, but I wanted to stay in a home. So I would do anything to please the current foster family. And um, so it kind of put me in that role of people pleaser. So that's where I feel like I was hindered. But I do think it showed me where life can go and how far I've grown. Like it, it basically gave me a guideline. I kind of put foster care at the bottom and I kind of put where I am now at the top. Um, and I've been kind of in between. I've kind of sometimes been lower, sometimes been higher. And um, I have learned just to get through, not take everything too personally, um, accept life as it comes. So the good things, the bad things, and just know that it's only for I, my favorite um, phrase is it's only for a season. This is just a season of life. It's going to be over. Um, and once I get through, I just know I'll be that much stronger. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, 
I, 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 the, the person I bought my house from, they fostered a lot of children. And I love that. I know that my house was used for that. I think it's really cool. They actually built like a whole third floor because they had so many kids in there. But um, so curious, where do you see yourself investing resources for the next year for your company? Yeah. So everything's pretty much going into Nadora because like I said, that's monthly recurring and passive. Um, so we're really trying to build a community. It's also a networking community and we have an education portion as well where business business owners can learn um, from experts in their fields, which is really, really cool. Um, so we're really putting a lot of time, money and effort into building a community around Nadora. Mm-hmm. So that way, hopefully we can, um, I can completely step out of both businesses and um, just really, I really just want to build the foundation for them. And then I'm going to hand them off to my directors of operations. Awesome. That's great. Okay. Well, is there anything that you would like to finish up with that you could give a CEO or business owner on their journey advice to help them get there quicker? Yeah. So I would say don't have so many projects at once. I think a lot of entrepreneurs are ADHD. I know I am myself. And so we come up with so many amazing business ideas, but that's what can kill us. Um, So just starting, um, you know, like one business and getting it to the part where you're happy with it. You're like, I've done all all that I can. And then moving on to the next business and building that team. Um, Or if you're doing like a hundred different products in your business, just start getting at least the first three, just really solid, really going. And then you can work on the next three. So just, I think always having a cycle. Focus, focus, focus. That's funny. Okay. Awesome. Well, it was so great having you here today and we wish you um, continued success in all your ventures. Thank you so much for having me. I had a blast. Thanks. Winter here. Thank you so much for listening to the Shift Spotlight podcast. If you are a business owner, CEO, founder, or co-founder of a service-based business with 11 to 100 employees and have zero to nine years of experience seeking recognition for your exceptional expertise while gaining exposure through our remarkable network, well, we are actively searching for podcast guests who can bring their inspiring stories to light, to the spotlight, and we would love to showcase your journey. Please visit theshiftspot.com forward slash podcast to apply today. And if you are a listener, I'd love to give a shout out to your business, to our whole audience for free. All you have to do is leave a review on Apple Podcasts or follow our newsletter on LinkedIn by searching The Shift Spot through LinkedIn. I'd love to just even have you pop by and say hello because I'd love to meet you. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot, truly, to me and my team. We believe every person has a message that can positively impact the world. And we love our community who listens and shares our program. Together, we are empowering one another as shift leaders. Hit subscribe to be inspired and motivated. I promise to bring positivity and inspiration to you and your growing business. We will see you next time.